start your engines and buckle up. It's the light sights. Let's go. F1 show. Welcome to the Light Sight Let's Go F1 show on Jack's radio. And you just heard Running Down a Dream by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. And this is the review of the Hungarian Grand Prix. And with me to do this is Adam and Rich, as always. How you doing, boys? Not too bad. Good evening. Good evening, Adam. How are you? I'm doing very well. And uh, what possibly led you to that track choice, Dan? <laughs> actually, Running Down a Dream. Actually, to be fair... It, I didn't even think about it. It was just—it's just a great track, and I, and I just played it. But, but n- now you say that, yep, yeah, it's definitely got—it's uh, definitely out. It ties definitely in. Out. It definitely ties in. That one does. It certainly ties in with Ferrari being an utter mess again and just imploding. But we will come on to that when we do the race. They are yep. a mess. But there we go. Right, let's do some news first before we get into that subject. Okay, so the first bit of news we've got is Sebastian Vettel is to retire at the end of the season. Are you boys as sad as me to see him go? Yes, I I am. am. I am am sad to see him go because I think, I think he's, I don't know, I just feel there's a, I think there's something a little more to give in there. I don't think, I forget how old Seb is actually because he's 35. He's younger he's younger than Lewis, isn't he, sir? Yeah, he's younger than Lewis. I think he's got a few more years left in him yet. But he clearly yeah. has decided now's the time. It's a shame because he's been, you know, he's been brilliant. He has been brilliant. He you has know, been brilliant. Go on, Adam. Didn't one, of you, didn't one of you boys predict that last week? Yeah, it was you. Well, it was you. Oh, no, it was wait. You. Oh, it was me, it wasn't it? Was it was you, right. wasn't it? <laughs> yes. no, to be fair, you, you did hear it here prediction. first. We did, you did think he had one foot outside the car. And, and I've got to say, Adam, fair play, mate. You were spot on. Yeah, 100%. Didn't see 100%. the follow-up story coming, though. No, did not see the follow up. Did not yeah, see the yeah. follow up coming. I have to say, yeah. since he finished, since he finished at Redbourne, that's where he got his four world championships. He has been, he's been excellent for the support for the sport. He's been a real ambassador for it, and certainly the last few years, he's been doing a lot, a lot of good stuff. Yeah, and, definitely. I've seen some nice words person, from Lewis Hamilton, actually. Yeah, he has absolutely. Yeah. I've always I, liked I, him. I, I think he just he ended up realizing that his his current state is very much in conflict with some of the other beliefs and positions that he's starting to take and he just couldn't yeah there was too much of a juxtaposition really and he just it's good to see him retiring it. for the right reasons and the right reasons are it's on his terms he wants to concentrate on his family etc you know he, he's got other irons in the fire he's retiring for the right reasons he's not being pushed out of a seat and then forced to retire sort of thing you know it it, it, it it's good that he's retiring for the for the right reasons i think which is good um just a quick just let's do a quick sort of Seb Vettel by numbers. So obviously he's a four-time uh, back-to-back uh, world champion between the years 2010-2013. Um, he's got 53 victories overall, um, including that great win in the wet in a Torre Rosso in Italy. That was a, you know probably his best. Yeah. Cracking. Yeah, you know, you, you know what's you know what stats gonna gonna haunt him though, don't you? What's that? Do you, do you know? Do you know what race number Abu Dhabi is? Yes, yeah, it's three hundredth. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. it's his two hundred nine. It's no, it's not. It's his. Two, it's his three hundredth entry, but it's his two hundred ninety ninth race start because he 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 busted it on the way to the start and grid never started the race. So he okay. is he is okay. he is en- he has entered 
300 Grand Prix. He has only started, if he starts every single one of them between now and the end of the season, he's only started 299. So it's his 300th Grand Prix. That's Adam's stat for the week. No, it's his 300th entry. Yeah, that's no, what it doesn't mean, count. Yeah. It doesn't count as a start. Yeah. Ooh, I don't know. Adam Ooh, for the week. I, know. I feel I feel I feel Dan's gonna go and read some from rule book and come back with a clause next week, probably. I am, yes, I, I am, I am. He entered anyway. it. He, ent- he entered it, but he didn't take part. Any well, well he took part in qualifying, so it's his three hundredth uh, <laughs> Grand Prix weekend, isn't it? <laughs> Great. He had three hundred qualifiers. He did not have three hundred you know what? It, it's his three hundredth race weekend. It's his three hundredth race. Anyway, I will carry on with seven numbers. Um, only <laughs> I think, one of I think so, Adam. Drivers, I think it is. <laughs> only one of two drivers to have secured over three thousand career points. Uh, the other person being Lewis Hamilton. Um, he has won Singapore uh, the most, um, being five times, um, and he also won thirteen races in one season in two thousand and thirteen, which is joint with Schumacher. Um, and then my last stats is it should he should bow out on its on on his three hundredth race, but okay, three hundred. Debated by. Mr. Adam Knight. Uh, yes. Now, now, I, now, I, now, I, now I wish I waited and just shot you down in flames. I know, I know. Yeah, you should, you should have kept your powder dry there. That's a, and, that's I'm a gonna, and I'm going to quickly go through. I saw this story online, which I thought was great. Um, it's from somebody called uh, Trex underscore Racecar. It was on Reddit, and uh, somebody tweeted it. And I'll just read it as it's written. It says, I live in Austin next to a boutique hotel. And last year, the week before the US Grand Prix, I see a GT4 C Lusso pull up and three guys in Ferrari team overalls climb out. The next day, the same car pulls up and Vettel and one of his friends get out. Now, I've never asked anyone for an autograph before and I've, um, and I've been told a Defosi uh, and I've been a Defosi since the beginning. And, the, and I think the man is a legend. I called out to him and asked to say hello and to take a photo. He obliges and stops and chats for a few minutes, being completely genuine, even introducing himself as if I didn't know who he was. He asked me if I'm going to the race on Sunday, and I'd tell him that I couldn't get tickets that year, but I'm looking forward to watching him have a good race on TV. Throughout the week, I see him and his friends and always wave, but left it at that. I already felt bad enough disturbing him, as I know how private he is. I came home a few days later, and there's a bag tied to my door. I open it, and there's a signed hat with a note handwritten on Ferrari letterhead with two tickets inside addressed to me by name. A four-time world champion meets me once in passing, notes I didn't have tickets, remembers my name, and goes out of his way to find me some and handwrites the note. He's a class act I will never forget. That is quite an amazing story, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, it really is. I read the same one, actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely fantastic. I mean, yeah, that's just the mark of a man. But okay, so so let's quickly move on. So the vacant seat at Aston Martin has been confirmed as going to Fernando Alonso, which is, well, yeah, quite Did a shock. Did not it's see that coming at all. So I multi so multi multi year deal as well. Multi year deal. Once uh, that seat became free, um, I had an inkling and had read a few things that it could be Alonso. Um, to be honest, I think it makes sense. Because at Alpine, with the contract of Piastri, they are they they need to give Piastri a seat within two years, and I think so. Alonso being out of out of um, contract at the end of this year, I think his days are numbered at Alpine because of Piastri. Um, I don't think he can do what he wants at Alpine 
beyond this year. Um, Lawrence Stroll, it's almost a match made in heaven because Lawrence Stroll's given him a multi-year a, a multi year, year deal. He's given him clearly a lot of money. Um, Alonso wants to still race for many years yet. Um, he wants to, you know, try and become a saviour of that team like Aston Martin. Lawrence Stroll wants a big name there. I, I, it's kind of a match made in heaven. I think it makes sense. I think I think it's a tinderbox because I, I agree. I, I just think it's an absolute tinderbox. Yeah, I, I do not. Sense. I do not. I mean, you know, every every dark lord's got to have a uh, another a new member of the Sith to join him, right? But I just don't see Alonso sitting back and watching. Uh, Stroll take all of the new parts and all of the new development and everything. It's not, he's not going to be... I don't think that will happen. I don't think... Literally, okay, if we think about it, Seb told Aston Martin on Wednesday, apparently. That's the first time they heard of it, yeah? Stroll did a deal with Alonso in four days. That says to me, Stroll gave Alonso what he wants in that contract. Money-wise, driver-wise... Whatever wise, Lawrence Stroll wanted that big name because he wanted Vettel there for um, for the um, you know the Aston Martin mark. It needs that big name. He wanted Alonso there. Once he knew Vettel was going, I think he just gave Alonso everything he wanted, including preferential treatment if that's what Alonso wants. It, yeah, maybe, but that's still a tinderbox. It's still gonna. I think things are gonna fire up at Aston Martin, and maybe that's good. Maybe that's and we good. have and we haven't we haven't given. Uh, Lawrence Stroll a theme tune for no reason it might well be <laughs> yeah. written down but I'll tell you what it doesn't really matter when it comes to the practicalities of reality of what's going to ha- happen operationally next season um, and it also could be that the first person that Lawrence went and had a chat with was uh, was the um, the head of Alpine they said what's the deal what's the situation and if yeah, they said yeah. well you know we're going to move him on anyway he might have known already that he was in a strong negotiating position but i take your point four days for these contract negotiations is very very short so yeah you know yeah there'll be something in there i agree yeah, with you adam yeah. i think it'd be a complete tinderbox because i don't think he'll be as compliant as vettel has been at all not for a bit i, I think alonso's going in completely eyes wide open and knows what he's walking into though not not like he did at mclaren in 2000 and whatever it was, That's 2015. Fair. I, I think he purely knows, you know, he, he knows what he's going into. And as I say, four days, I think Laura Stroll just basically opened his checkbook and said, what do you want to come here? More or less, I think. But yeah, we Probably. will see. We? we will see. <laughs> the one we must see. be enormous, I would have thought. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Right, okay, so let's go to a song and then we can start getting into this weekend. Uh, so, Rich, we're going to come to one of yours. Yeah, so the last one I had, a very, very quick link on this one, I think. So the last one we had was uh, Wall Street Shuffle 10cc, and the link price of that was uh, Cream, Low Cream, whatnot. And uh, Low Cream also started 10cc with a chap called Kevin Godley. Um, and, and I don't really feel there's that many Kevins reckon, reckon, recognised in rock and roll, um, certainly not in, uh, in song titles. So we'll, we'll take in Kevin, and we're going to go to Kevin Carter by the Manic Street Preachers. Welcome back to Light Sight Let's Go F1 Show on Jerax Radio, and that was Kevin Carter by the Manic Street Preachers, and that was one of Rich's choices. Okay, so let's crack into qualifying, shall we, boys? Yeah. Okay, so. Indeed, let's go for it. Yeah, okay, so let me give you a quick rundown of the top 10 as I usually do. So, on pole position, 
was Mr. George Russell. Unbelievable. Mr. Mr. Saturday Returns. Unbelievable. How much? What? What odds would you have got on that on Friday night? Because what Friday they were what one point seven seconds off the pace, something like that. Friday practice was awful for them. That was, and it was. uh, I watched the lap. Astonishing. A brilliant lap by George Russell. Unbelievable. Uh, Second place was Carlos Sainz. Third was Leclerc. Uh, fourth was Lando Norris. Uh, sixth, Alonso. Seventh was Hamilton. Eighth was Bottas. Uh, ninth was Danny Rick. And tenth was Max Verstappen. So Verstappen had a um, it, it engine was issue in Q3. Oh, it was uh, fifth. Have, that fifth. Yeah, Ocon. Missed, missed fifth. Ocon. Um, Ocon. Ocon, yeah. Sorry. F- fifth was Ocon, yeah. Yeah, that's correct. Um, yes, yeah, so yeah, I mean, let's let's start with George Russell, shall we? So it was a great pole up. Um, they were off in practice, but uh, yeah, just managed to stick it on pole. And if Hamilton hadn't had his DRS issue, I think it could have been a uh, top two spot lockout. As I well. think it yeah. would have been a front row lockout. I agree. It might have even been a Hamilton pole position. In all fairness, because they were flying. Unbelievable. I mean, a Merck back. Do we think? I think the circuit. Flattered the car. Personally, it yeah, worked slow, for us. One of those circuits. slow corners. They haven't been good in slow corners, though. I, I, from what I've seen, I disagree. I think they I think the mechanical grip of that Merc is really good. I think they've got. I think they can. They can stick it when they get the tire temperatures right. I think the temperature helped them this weekend. For some reason, slightly cooler temperatures seem to suit the Merc. Yeah, uh, I was going to say it gets yeah, a bit. I, you know, when it gets a bit warmer, it tends not to behave quite so well. But I, I thought there's the sort of race, speed. yes, because of their tire warm up issue. But qualifying, colder temperatures, hard, I, I, hard I, to turn I, their tires on. Well, yeah, but I thought that I, I think the track suited them this weekend, yeah. and um, I wouldn't say they're a hundred percent back. However, we have spoken about the floor modifications that the new technical directive is going to instill upon a couple of teams yeah and it's going to be interesting come the end of august end yeah. of this month in spa what that's going to do to the pack because um It'd be you know we, It'd be interesting it, 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 at that race it could well be oh mercedes might well be back yes but you never know, right yeah. at this moment in time i, I don't know that but the, th- you know power unit haven't they got some power unit upgrades as well i didn't think you could do that in in this in, in yes they can uh, it, it, um, they haven't update, um, updated the ice, but they've updated some of the, the electrical stuff around the power unit, which is still allowed. So yes, they have good. So, uh, so they, you know they could have some more yet more gains from the power unit as well as as well as other yeah, gains yeah, during definitely. the summer. So yeah, but brilliant, brilliant lap by George. Yeah, George becomes the hundred and fifth driver to take pole in F one. There you go. There's a start for you. Um, Signs out qualified Leclerc, so only the third time this season, but very good by Signs. He's having a bit of a purple patch at the moment, Signs. Um, Leclerc, well, I mean, we'll come on to what happened in the race anyway, but you know, if he's got the signs on this championship, he needs to be at least beat, well, he needs to be beating his teammate first, and and needs to be beating Max Verstappen, but you know, he, he needs to be ahead of his teammate, doesn't he? Well, I think I think Science has got a kind of a, a a bit to prove as well, right? I mean, I, I mean, if 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 the rest of the Ferrari season is going to go the way that we believe it's going to go, is with with favouring the driver that's closer to to taking the, the championship, then 
the only way that he signs can really prove himself if he's going to have to play second fiddle on Sunday is to kind of prove himself on Saturday, right? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Agree, absolutely. No, I thought I, I agree, Dan. I thought Sainz had a, a really, really good qualifying session. Very, very good. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Verstappen was there or thereabouts as well, wasn't he? But um, he had yeah. power issues in Q3. Um, again, though, with Verstappen, when something goes wrong, he's not supportive of the team. He's not trying to speak to them over radio. He's just shouting and moaning at them, and uh, that that doesn't help. I don't think you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, but 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 anyway, it. Clearly, it was frustrating for him, you know, but uh, I'm not sure if he would have got pole. I don't think we'll ever know, but it, it would have been close between the uh, three of them, I think, between Russell Sainz and Verstappen. He would have certainly been up there. Yeah, um, completely. Hamilton, so that, 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 that DRS issue on his final run in Q3. I mean, on a day when the Mercedes can get pole and... Oh, just the luck of Hamilton, you know, just, 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 he has that issue, which means then he starts in seventh place. He could have won that race if he, if he had started on pole or second, I reckon, you know, he could have won that race. Without, without a doubt. Without yes. a doubt. Yeah. I think he could, I think I agree. I think he could have done that. I mean, certainly that last part of his stint when he was firing through the field. Yeah. He looked, yeah. he looked quick. He looked real quick. Yeah, I mean, at the moment, I mean, you know, he he's getting podium after podium now. He's kind of making his own luck currently because he he clearly can't rely on on outside luck because it's just it's just not running for him, is it? Ever really? But there you go. Uh, Norris in fourth. Um, so he ties with his and McLaren's best start of the season, um, and Ricardo was down in ninth. So okay, he made it to Q three, but. Still not really only, there, is it, for Ricardo? Only, only just, though. I thought he was going out in Q2 yeah. at one point. No, he, he didn't. Right. He, was... he, he had a better weekend, but, you know, he, he set the bar so low for the last sort of few Grand Prix that it's kind of like, okay, that was a better weekend. It's going in the right direction, but it, it just needs to be like like his car. He needs to be going quicker. It's the first time both McLarens reached Q3 since Imola, and that car's not that slow. You know, so no, it's and, not. And, and it's not. It's a good car. Of, uh, yeah, that's that, that. That's interesting, really. And Perez was well off the pace again. Well off the pace. Well, we uh, we, so, we we do have a theory about that, don't we? We do about the, the form, but but then again, they haven't declared it in the show and tell, so we're not sure. We're not sure. Yeah, and I, I and I, you know, I, I don't know that Red Bull have enough of the constructors sewn up at this point to be playing around with their second driver and not bringing those points home unless they're if unless they're truly that worried about the points they may be able to get in the second half of the season and therefore that's, they start that's possibly yeah. right now it's it's a, it's a it's a fair point it's an absolutely fair point but if they don't do it now when are they going to where are they going to get that development time that real development oh, yeah, 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 I it, get it. it might be that they've been playing around with ride heights so maybe not new floor parts because because they haven't been declared as upgrades on the show and tell on the friday but perhaps they've been playing around with ride heights to see how that affects the car with Perez in preparation for this for this technical directive, I just, just don't know, do you? You're just not not no. sure. But suddenly he's way off the pace, and it's quite interesting. It's kind of strange why. So uh, perhaps we will see. Perhaps we will see when it comes to Spa. But, yeah, very interesting. Um, Perez also came on the radio on his last run, saying he was blocked by Kevin Magnussen. I saw the replay. I mean. I, I don't know what drivers expect sometimes. Drivers just can't disappear, you know. K-Mag was tucked right on the inside, trying trying to stay out of the way. But, yeah, he, 
he can't just disappear. I just think that was a frustrated Perez on the radio, knowing that he, you know he hasn't been going as fast as he has been for whatever reason, and just yeah, um, I, I think that, trying to I blame think that's someone else. I think that's exactly what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I think so. And both Alpines uh, made it into the top ten, so that's the first time both Alpines have made it into the top ten in twenty twenty two. Um, and that car's no slouch either. So that sort of surprised me. That did, because the the Alpines aren't slow either. But uh, there you go. I had a good turn of pass. I'm I'm a little surprised by that stat as well. Did they? That's the first time both have made yeah. it into. Yeah, three. Apparently, so. apparently oh, so. There we go. There you go. I'm so, I'm, I'm a little shell shocked by that stat. I thought they were, uh, you know, they, you know, where they're running in the championship. I thought they must have been both in there in Q3 previously. But yeah, the, uh, and then we... the stats don't lie, do they? Yes, exactly. And then we had Bottas in eighth after his great start to the season. He's had six consecutive uh, Q2 eliminations, but it's good to see him back into the uh, the top ten because, uh, yeah, you know, he 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 started the season well in that uh, Alfa Romeo. So, yeah, good to see yeah him back. he was good. Well, it's... given given that he's um, given that Vettel's going, Vettel's currently the chairman of the Grand Prix Drivers Association. Is that right? I wonder if is Valtteri okay? Bottas would be a good person. Yeah, I think he is. I think Valtteri might be a good person to take over that position for them. Yeah, you never know. You never know. That'd be good. Okay, so that's all. That's all by the by. But let, let's get a song and then we can crack properly into the race and we can tear Ferrari an absolute new one. So, Adam, <laughs> let's go Let's go to one of your songs. <laughs> all right. So from time to time, I am known to watch something other than Formula One. And recently I've been watching Pistol which is the Danny Boyle dramatization of the Sex Pistols. So the hardcore punk fans are probably not going to like it. It definitely has a little bit of um, poetic license and plays with the facts a little bit. But if you take it for what it is, it's a great show. So think of it more like, never mind the truth, here's the Sex Pistols, rather than their classic album title. Um, So this week I went with a Sex Pistols track, and this is Pretty Vacant. That was the Sex Pistols with Pretty Vacant. And this is the Lights Out Let's Go F1 show on Jack's radio. So, boys, we are going to crack into the race now. So let me give you a quick rundown of the top ten. So, race winner was Max Verstappen. Second place was Lewis Hamilton. Third place was George Russell. So, another double podium for Mercedes. Fourth. Yep, yep, yep. Fourth was Sainz. Fifth was Perez. Sixth was Charles Leclerc. I mean, oh, what are they doing? Uh, seventh was Lando Norris. Eighth was Alonso. Ninth was Ocon. And tenth was Sebastian Vettel. Good to see him popping up in that tenth place. after he Fantastic to see Seb in the points. I agree. I was really, really hoping for him to get a points finish. And, uh, yeah, yeah, he definitely. just snuck in there in tenth, didn't he? Bless him. Definitely. So before we crack into Ferrari then, so First of all, got to say, so it was a great race by Max coming from 10th to win, apart from his spin, but also great car control. Yet again, when he spins it, just goes straight round, doesn't, you know, virtually not even affecting him. That was pretty good car control. Um, it was a great yeah, strategy. I mean, go on, go on. No, I was just going to say, love, love him or hate him, you've got to give him credit for that drive, right? And and, yeah, and, the, and to be fair, the whole Red Bull team, they just got everything right. They got the strategy right. They, That's right. They the whole strategy was great. They, had, they, they undercut Hamilton really well as well. And they yeah. forced Ferrari 
more or less into making these mess of a pit stop sort of thing. They forced him in, when they brought him in again. It, it was it was a class act from both team and driver, which gives you the win, doesn't it? Really. Got it. Yeah, agree. You got to hand it to him. I thought. You know what? That was kind of a champion drive. That was. Yeah, hand still, don't like, still don't like him. Well, I know. I know it's a, diffi- I know it's a difficult <laughs> thing to say in the minute, but you know, watching that, I, I, you know, I, 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 I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I was. I did cut away. I caught up afterwards, but I did cut away from the highlights footage that I was watching because we were out in the afternoon to, to catch the uh, the lionesses winning the European cup um so i and I, I rejoined it. it was like how on earth has he gone from i think seventh when i left it you know basically to leading it and it was just caught yeah. up and saw it and 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 obviously i you know, found out about all the the stuff that happened in the in the red part of the pits but you know got to admit that verstappen's drive was was pretty good it was brilliant, yeah. brilliant drive. and also another great drive was by lewis so he came from seventh up to seconds in he did what the third best car really you know well, he was he was fast on the day but um, he yeah, got. He, I have to again, say, did he end? He ended it. He got fastest lap, did he not? He did. Yes, he did get fastest lap. Yes. So was it the was it the third fastest? Or was it indeed the quickest car on the day? Well, Verstappen. I mean, you can always say that, but Verstappen being out in the lead, is he making sure that his car's getting home by not, you know, take, taking everything out? You, you, you just yeah, and, and as much as and as much as as much as Lewis was chasing down second and third, if you look at it, he wasn't making any inroads into Verstappen in front. The, the, the delta between him and Verstappen was pretty much consistent as he was chasing down for yeah, second yeah, and yeah. third place. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Russell, he held his own for a while at the front as well. He was even pulling pulling away from the Ferraris when they I'd, first I'd, went off. That was. I tell you what. I tell you what. That first that first um, two corners when he was defending against yeah, the Clerk against Signs. That no, no, was against Signs. Uh, uh, sorry, sorry, it yeah, was Signs. Yeah. You're right. That was absolutely outstanding. Standing. Was, I mean, talk about Russell Muscle, man. He's elbows putting his out. car exactly where it needed to be. That, that I've got to say, some of his defensive manoeuvres were absolutely outstanding, George. But Russell. also, what a move by Leclerc around the outside of him as well. So after a yeah. couple of laps behind when him did, as yeah. well, when Leclerc was there, that was a great move by Leclerc to just sweep around the outside and just cut him straight off. It was yeah, he was, and but he, he was forced move. to doing that. He was forced to doing that sort of a yeah, yeah. bold move because he knew he's not going to get past George any other way. And I think you mentioned it then, Dan, like that his start again after the virtual safety car. I mean, he yep. was miles away. He was miles yeah, he away was, within, yeah. uh, you know, in just no time at all. A few seconds he, and he was gone. He just, again, caught everybody else napping. It was outstanding. Yeah, he really does. He, he, he takes cognizance of every. Like I say, I think we've said before, I think they've grown him in a lab somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> right then. Okay. Let's get into the juicy stuff. So let's talk about Ferrari. Okay. So I've got a couple of stats for you here. A couple of stats. Uh, Max has the biggest championship lead at the summer break since 2011. So then it was Vettel with 85 points. Now it's Verstappen on 80 points. With two cars, the Red Bull and the Ferrari, that are that closely match, that's pretty damning for Ferrari to start with. I mean, that's a massive lead for. That's just ridiculous. Um, Mercedes had the same amount of podiums as Ferrari. 11. Unbelievable. Lewis has the same amount of podiums as Leclerc. Yeah. I mean, that is just, however where you cut it, utterly damning for really a team that's probably got the fastest car. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'm, I'm, I'm completely gobsmacked. I mean, in fact, I, you know, there's only ten points between Lewis and Carlos Sainz. Yeah, 
and and they, the, the mistakes are coming from everywhere. They are coming from the team. They are coming from the. They are coming from pit stops. They are coming from the driver. They are coming from strategy. You know, it, it's this, operationally everywhere. And and they they are losing their nerve and they're letting Red Bull dictate the race and the strategy. And that's what happened on Sunday. Yep. We yeah, we can yeah. talk about that. But they 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 decided a particular strategy that was going to win them the race, and then they got scared and didn't commit to it. Yeah, and then 100%. tried. Yeah, okay. I, I, I mean, Leclerc going medium, medium hard. I, I do not know what that strategy was. I no, it wasn't. Like, here's what here's what it was. Medium, medium was not a bad call, right? But what they then did. So, so what he needed to do, he came he came in early on the first set of mediums. Yeah. Okay. Under, understood. So then he went on to another, a second set of mediums. So you, you're you're immediately committing to a two stop race. Get it. Where yeah. they lost their nerve is because the undercut, as everybody knows, at that, at that racetrack is so significant, as you know, Max proved. So yeah. what they did was, in, what he needed to do then, once they committed to the two-stop with the, with the medium as their second choice... Is commit, to the, is commit to that strategy. Commit to that strategy. He needed to go yeah. long, regardless of what anything else happened 100%. in the race. He yeah. had to go long on those mediums, put on a pair of softs at the ends, tear through yeah. the field and take, and take the win. And instead, Red, Red Bull brought Max in, and the first yeah. thing they did was they brought in Leclerc to cover him off. And now you have and no all they could do was go hard. And they already knew the hards were rubbish because they'd, right. they'd been on the Alpines right. for a couple of uh, right. laps and, th- and they were falling to the back of the grid. Right. I mean, it's right. just... they, they, had, they had absolutely no choice to, but to go onto the tyre. And, and it's all because they didn't commit to the strategy that they'd already decided yeah. was going to win in the race. They got scared. Yeah, um, totally. Um, that's, um, a, that's a spot on analogy. They just, they, they, they kind of do the usual thing of looking around them, seeing what other people are doing and then trying to react and what they appear to not to have done is played out those scenarios ahead of time and gone well what happens if they try the undercut we know the undercut is strong what are we going to do well does that mean we should go medium soft medium for example in the race does it mean you know that they just don't seem to play these scenarios out whereas i get the feeling red bull sit there the week before the Grand Prix, and they've just got people in their strategy department saying, right, if we do that, and they probably model what every other team might do and then model how they will react, and they will do it if it's cold, if it's wet, if it's suddenly hot. The, the, the data that they must chew through is ridiculous because they seem to consistently make the right calls strategically. Yeah, 100%. Seem to it's just, it's just a mess. Have them. As I said, I mean, it's coming from everywhere because, you know, last week on the harsh message I was saying about Leclerc. I mean, you know, I heard a stat that that when Leclerc crashed out last week, it's 17 years since the leader of a race in dry conditions has thrown away the race win by by crashing out. And do you know who it was? Fernando Alonso. Alonso in Montreal in 2005. But that's a long time, you know, so, so it shows that, you know, it's just coming the mistakes are coming from everywhere I, I i i just i mean if mercedes at the start of the season had ferrari's car where do you think we'd be now championship wise no oh, they'd be in they'd be in front absolutely oh, yeah well in front like comfortably in front do you think yeah yeah, yeah i mean it's yeah, it, yeah i it, think so. it's quite possible yeah it's quite possible i mean i think there's a couple of races where the you know the, 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 i think it is a bit more of a traditional ferrari as in it's fast but it's a little bit fragile. So I think there's a couple of there's a couple and a couple of mechanical issues which have blighted them, but it's the strategy course that I just can't get my head around because they've binned off yeah. two Grand Prix wins there, I think. 
And that's, yeah, I mean, yeah. and that's the thing, Monaco. right? Is it, is it, you know, you've had Ferrari drivers been into the wall. Mercedes drivers generally don't do that. They've got slow, spit top, slow pit stops. Mercedes, you rarely see that. They had two slow stops this weekend. Hang on, hang on, hang on. The pit stop-wise, Ferrari have been pretty quick this season, generally speaking. They've made some mess-ups, but consistently, when they're doing pit stops correctly, they're reasonably quick. I don't know that... They do drop the ball a few times. So if they have a four or five-second one... when when, When the pit stop is critical to the next phase of the race, they drop the ball. Yeah I, yeah, I think they lose yeah. their bottle. When they're, yeah, when they're under pressure, <laughs> they make those messes. Yeah. It, 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 it's pressure. Yeah. It all <sighs> seems to be pressure. It's I'm pressure. so disappointed. The first two, first two, three races of the year, I thought, hello, hello, they've, they've got it. I've been a bit of a fan of Benotto. And turns out he's, um, well, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know what he's going to do over the summer. Okay. Perhaps, so he's a- having, perhaps he's having some harsh words with the... Uh, with the team, I hope he is. He, he needs to. Perhaps he should take you along, Dan. Well, well, what concerns me about Bonotto is, is he going to be having harsh words? Because actually in his post-race analysis, and I've seen on, on blogs and stuff, Bonotto wasn't even saying it, it was a mistake strategy-wise. Yeah, do you know what, it was do you know what, Dan? that the I car didn't the have thing. the pace. That's worrying. That Whether he's just saying it because he doesn't want to criticise him publicly, but if he truly believes that, that's concerning. No, I think I think I'll be honest. I I heard the same thing, and I saw the post race interview, and I think he uh, manages what is said publicly, and he doesn't admonish anybody in public. Certainly Just make not himself the team, look stupid, though. the mechanics. And the strategy pit. Well, you don't. You don't sit there going, well, it's all about me. So I'll just say, yeah, everybody in the team, the strategy calls were crap. Everything was rubbish. And basically, they're not listening to me. You don't. You back your boys up. And then when you get back to uh, Maranello, then you let rip. And well, then I you mean, sit I'm there. Uh, so but, sure. but I only well, I hope think he generally believes it. I think I, he generally I, believes it. Uh, he walked off the pit wall at one point. Now maybe maybe that was a, was that a comfort break or was that just complete and utter frustration and amazement? I, yeah, I think that was total desperation. I'll be he honest. Left the, yeah, he just left the pit wall. Okay, so here's a question for you: If Ferrari finish behind Mercedes in the championship at the end of the year, should Bonotto stay in the job? I don't think he'll have a choice. Whether or not I don't think he'll be. There. I think I don't I think, think he'll he be go. there. Yeah, I, I don't think I, he'll I, be I, there. I don't think he will. Ferrari won't put up with it. But yeah, I think. So what you're saying basically, the answer is yeah, he he has to go if they finish behind Mercedes. That's a definite. Yeah, I think I so. Think, yeah, it has to be. Yeah, I think is that I've said this. I think Mercedes from the start of this season looked at the cost cap, looked at the time they have to prepare and i think one of their strategy calls for the way they're going to go about racing in this new formula is reliability is key yeah the only the only other case you could make and for i don't it. yeah i don't think you're going to realize this until the end of the season and i think That's there's good. going to be penalties coming for mercedes uh, for ferrari and i think there'll be penalties coming for red bull as well and they're going to be so all of a sudden qualifying brilliantly, still have quick cars, but they'll be slung to the back of the grid or 10-pace grid penalty. And all of a sudden, Mercedes will be sat there going, well, we're not quite at the sharp end on Saturday, but, oh, look, we're on pole. Or, oh, look, we're in the top two or three because we're not taking these penalties. And also, the cars aren't lunching themselves during the race. And they seem to have a quick race car compared to a qualifying car, and I think it's going to start to pay dividends towards the final part of the season. I really do. I think Mercedes the will finish above case Ferrari, I think you possible. could make... 
Yeah, I think that they may well do. But in that case, I think the only case you could make potentially, and if I was Bonotto, what, how I'd be arguing my case would be, look, the, the, we haven't had a fast car for X number of years. All we could do to, to begin with, we needed a fast car. Now we've got a fast car. I've fixed that piece. Now I've got to go and fix the rest of the team and the strategies and, and the, you know, the supporting cast, if you like. I, I've cast the lead role, um, but now, now the supporting cast needs to be brought on board. Perhaps it, was a two, perhaps it was a two-year plan and they never thought they'd get the front this year and all of a sudden right. they did and it's caught them out a bit and they're going, ah, right. hang on a minute, this one's uh, possibly, possibly, and that could be his only saving, saving grace, perhaps. But there you go. Right, okay, yeah. so that's taken up a good chunk of time. So let's go to a song. Um, Rich, we're going to go to one of yours and then we'll see you at the show. Okay, quick link. Kevin Carter, Manic Street Preachers, to Carter the Unstoppable Sexman Team, easy for me to say, and Sheriff Fatman. That was Sheriff Fatman by Carter USM. That's easier to say, Rich, than uh, what you said. So that's why I went that way. So, yeah, Adam, definitely, apparently. Definitely, easier <laughs> yeah, to say definitely. So, Adam, you've got one more stat <laughs> to go through, haven't you? Yeah, well, well, one more stat. Well, one more broken, one record broken, actually. So, there was, was the, there was actually a record broken this weekend that apparently is one of the oldest records still standing in Formula One. And it came out of the Mercedes garage. It was, of course, by Lewis Hamilton. And it was the most racing laps led at a single location. Oh, was it? Apparently. And that's, yeah. And apparently that's still, I didn't get a chance to go and look it up. But I think it's, they said it was Indianapolis. And it, and it, was, it was a few decades old. So wow. I, I'll need, I, need to go and, I need to go and follow up and find out exactly who that was and where it was. But it was a pretty old stat, apparently. One of the longest standing ones in F1. Oh, so get oh, the wow. uh, get 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 the date get the detail on that and report back. I will be reporting back. Yes, that's, that's because good, yeah, we're going to the summer Hamilton's, break, so we yeah. haven't got races to, to talk about. So yeah, we can uh, we can we can talk about anything we want over the summer break. So there you go, that's all good. Right then, okay. So thanks everyone for listening. Um, as I say, F one is going into the summer break now, but we can um, basically uh, just yeah, still have a show, talk about whatever news there is etc etc um so if you want to follow us on twitter you can go to at lights underscore f1 uh you can go to the spotify playlist which is l o l g f1 jack's playlist or you can go to jacksradio.com listen to any of the shows from the last year and a half um or any other show on jack's radio on the uh, listen again function and playing us out tonight is Everywhere by Fleetwood Mac. And the reason why I've chosen Good. this one is just because you can never have enough Fleetwood Mac, can you? You can't. That's, a, that's an absolute quality tune, that yeah. is, Dan. Good choice, sir. Good choice. Like that one. So it's like this, this, this episode's been a, bit of a, it's been a bit of a Ferrari roast, this one, hasn't it, this episode? It has, but well-deservedly as well. Well-deservedly. So, boys, absolutely. do you want to say goodbye? See ya. Thanks again. Tati bye. And it just remains for me to say goodbye and drive safely. <laughs>